Today, I want to talk real quick with you about December 7th, about Pearl Harbor, but I probably am going to challenge you in a different way to remember and to honor uh, those lives lost. Uh, so with that, this is the Becoming a Dangerous Man podcast. I'm your host, Phil Anderton, a 20-year military veteran, husband, father, and a man on his own path to becoming dangerous. Most active on LinkedIn. I have a YouTube channel and my email is phil at becomingadangerousman.com. And with that, guys, let's talk today, right? So when I think December 7th, I think Pearl Harbor. I, like many of you, right? I joined the Navy after 9-11. So very patriotic, seen the movie, uh, seen some documentaries, kind of understood it as we were attacked and we responded as such by getting involved in World War II and ultimately coming out victorious and kind of reshaping the world. Um, But as many of you who follow this show, as many of you who kind of start to wake up and and realize not all is what it seems, you know, maybe you wear a tinfoil hat or you're called a conspiracy theorist, but um, here's the deal, right? Let me get to the point and make some connections for you. And I want you to realize that when making these connections, no mention of politics, no mention of political affiliation, religious affiliation, racial, gender, no identity politics involved, right? This is simply observations through Time, right? Time reveals all, and a lot of time has revealed some kind of shady underlyings, kind of some behind-the-scenes stuff that that very likely, right? Maybe not proven beyond a shadow of a doubt, but very likely uh, appears to be true, right? So, what am I talking about? There were no carriers, right? The carriers had left days before or had been delayed arriving to Pearl Harbor on December seventh, right? So, if you think of the Navy um, and you think of the big weapon. Uh, the biggest, largest threat that the Navy presents, it's carriers off off the coast with the ability to launch missiles and aircraft into your airspace and bring the fight to you, never mind you, the nuclear threat, right? So we have carriers, not in Pearl Harbor, right? And now, whenever the, the intel was released, right, books have been written, but you got to do your own homework on this. You don't take my word for it. Um, it is believed, it is said, it is, it is well-documented um, that we knew Pearl Harbor was going to be attacked. Um, the, the powers that be, the intel said, right, this is not like the movie where it's like last second they figure something out. Like, no, they knew. And the idea would be we got into World War II. So why would powers that be, why would intelligence agencies, why would the military industrial complex that makes money going to war, why would they overlook Pearl Harbor? Well, let's just call it what it is. Pearl Harbor happened. There is a lot of there's a lot of information out there that says we knew Pearl Harbor was going to happen and did nothing but removed our carriers. Um, because had the carriers been there, it's fairly likely the war would have been a different outcome. So here's what happened, guys. When you're talking to your family, when you're having those tough conversations, and you're just and people wonder why you want to be prepared, people wonder why you don't trust the government, people wonder why you kind of want to do this on your own and build your own little small decentralized tribe, and you kind of want to prepare for whatever's coming, and you want to be a survivor on the other side. Here's what you say: Pearl Harbor happened. It's likely we knew it was going to happen. It happened. We entered into World War II immediately. The next day, the next day we were in the war. Okay. Fast forward a little bit, JFK wanted nothing to do with Vietnam. You know, there's the whole Cuban Missile Embargo, the Cuban Missile Crisis, the Bay of Pigs, Guantanamo. There's there's different things. I'm not super up to speed on JFK and around. I did watch the documentary recently, which was fascinating, by the way. 
But the story there, right, 50 years later, it's unclassified information. And even Trump said that he would release all the files, right, because there's like a 50-year seal on, on files involving the government. Um, but even Trump said when he when he saw what he saw, he didn't want to release like the final stuff, right? The man who gave us everything he promised, he delivered damn near everything he promised uh, to the dismay of half the country, right? But to the cheers of the other half, like, hey, you campaigned, you promised, you delivered, right? He didn't deliver the final nail in the coffin on JFK because he said it was too much for the world. It was It was just too much for us. What happened shortly after LBJ got us into Vietnam? Look at the clock. Look at the clock. JFK is killed. LBJ is sworn in. We're in Vietnam. And boom, the warmongers are making money. The military industrial complex is making money. Again, I'm not blaming Republican Democrat. The swamp is the swamp. The argument to be made is on preparedness, on being ready, on not trusting your government, on fucking at this point is voting even. I got it. You want to play the game, play the game. Here's what I would tell you. You can't trust any of them. JFK was killed. He was anti-war. Boom. We're in war as soon as he's killed. Okay. Fast forward again. What happened in 9-11? I was a senior in high school. I watched it happen. I watched the planes hit the towers. I joined the military after. I went to war after. I went to combat after. Okay. Now it come to find out some of those guys were CIA, whether I don't know what the official title is, whether they were informants, whether they were on a list to potentially flip to be agents of the CIA, to be assets of the CIA, whatever the case, they were see they were involved with the CIA, they were trained, brought in, trained with the oversight of the CIA, and then they flew planes in the World Trade Center. Again, I know it's hard for some people, maybe not you guys who listen to me, but for some people, this is hard for them to understand. But check this out. 9-11 happens. Boom. Next day, we declare war on terror, right? Broad ass, broad ass. <laughs> you know, he's in, we, we invade Iraq and Saddam Hussein, but we claim it was Osama bin Laden and Qaeda out, out of Afghanistan. And eventually, you know, a year or two later, we invade Afghanistan. But initially, we war on terror. It's this guy's fault, but we're going to fuck with Saddam Hussein and invade Iraq. But okay. So again, we go to war and we're in a 20-year war where the military industrial complex is being funded. And then, lo and behold, Trump comes along, and the first president since Reagan, I guess, right? Clinton had a Clinton had Serbia and Bosnia, and uh, I can't list all the wars off my head. Uh, Bill Clinton had a bunch of wars. Bush had the Gulf War, right? So Bush Senior had a war. Clinton had wars. Bush had the War on Terror. Obama had wars, and Trump comes along not only gets the Abraham Accords, which he should have got a Nobel Peace Prize for, and, and had Israel and these other countries aligned to do, it looked like travel, like friendlier travel and friendlier trade options, and it would have been a big step in, in Middle East peace and the Abraham Accords. The dude had no wars for four years. Nobody flexed. None of our enemies flexed when Trump was in office. And then what happened January 6th? January 6th happens. And what do you know? It looks like a bunch of FBI informants were the lead agitators to get a bunch of dumb sheep, right? Because both sides have sheep, get a bunch of dumb sheep led into, oh, by the way, all the evidence comes out now that the police were escorting, escorting and opening doors. How do you have an insurrection when the law enforcement agent is opening the door for the insurrection? I'm, I'm air quoting for those um, listening to the podcast, right? I'm air quoting insurrection. But 
literally being escorted. Even the guy, the shaman idiot who painted his face and he's a fucking moron, even that idiot, you can see on Tucker's, on the Twitter X or the whatever, you see the guys being escorted around. He's high-fiving and, and like shaking hands with law enforcement, but then they arrest him and call him like the greatest threat to national security. Well, what do you know? Biden gets in office and what do you know? We have multiple wars across multiple fronts with the potential to be in a World War III before next year's election, okay? So here's your podcast for today, right? Here's your podcast for today. If you wanna honor the fallen, if you wanna honor December 7th and the 2,403 people that died at Pearl Harbor and subsequently near half a million people in America, Americans that died in World War II, millions worldwide, right? If you wanna honor those people, I think they say like 50 to 70 million people died worldwide because of World War II. If you wanna honor those people, if you wanna honor the victims of 9-11, the people who died in the towers tragically in New York and Pentagon and the planes, if you wanna honor, forget the fact that it was man-made, government-made, whatever, right? If you wanna honor those people, this is how you honor them. This is how you remember December 7th, okay? You take care of yourself. You prepare yourself. You strengthen yourself. You get on the path to become dangerous for yourself, for your family, and for a small group of people around you, for your tribe. Within your community, trusted agents, trusted people that you will share resources and stand shoulder to shoulder. If you want to honor the people that have died at the hands of nefarious fucking people and three-letter agencies and global elitists and pick a fucking name, pick a tinfoil, pick a conspiracy... If you want to honor them, learn from the past, don't trust the big stuff, don't trust the narrative, don't trust the mainstream, except that you can damn near change nothing unless you plan to throw your hat in the ring and try to go to D.C. and save the day, right? Trust none of the system, trust nothing outside of you, your home, your family, your battle team, five men within 15 minutes of your house that are value-added members of your team that will be there for you and your tribe, your community, your, your group of families and like-minded and core values in your community, you call your tribe, right? Your tribe is the perimeter you set around the values and beliefs and the people that you will share resources and stand shoulder to shoulder to defend. That is your tribe. That is your challenge. That is how you honor the fallen. That is how you remember. And that is how you live a, a the, the best life you can in the shit system that we got without being one of these rah-rahs on either side, these crazy people on either side thinking that yelling and activism and extremism and protests and counter-protests and voting and all the bullshit that's out there. Honor the fallen by becoming dangerous. Take care of you. Take care of yours. Be able to respond for you and yours. That is your challenge. That is the message for today's show. All right. Last plug. PhilAnderton.com is the website where you can sign up for the newsletter, one to two newsletters a week. Uh, LinkedIn is my most active social media and I am starting to upload YouTube shorts and will appreciate if you subscribe, like, and comment and share those videos as, as I kind of dive into the video world of YouTube. And of course, email easiest way to get a hold of me and I will respond Phil at becoming a dangerous man.com honor the fallen become dangerous take action.